Happy Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> Here's a little funny, interesting fact about Cinco de Mayo. It has nothing to do with Mexican independence. It's just an awesome opportunity to drink tequila, tequila. Those Corona, lime, and just get like tacos. It's it's the only day during the year where you should celebrate a taco besides Tuesday, right? Because it's always Taco Tuesday. But on Cinco de Mayo, you can have as many tacos as you want. Well, I just finished a lovely salad with lentils and I have some Earl Grey tea. So I'm not following the program yet. And you are not Hispanic, that is obvious. I'm a <laughs> I, yeah, I got my ancestry DNA and I'm 50% Swedish, 50% Norwegian. I came up just like my parents told me I was. <laughs> oh my God, that's a, really, seriously? That's yeah. a riot. That's, that is just a riot. When I didn't you know yours? My DNA was nothing like I was told. Nothing. I was completely shocked. I'm 67% Middle Eastern and 16% North African. And then the rest is American Indian and Bastille. I don't even know what Bastille is. I have less than 1% Caucasian. But look at me. I look like a nice white girl. <laughs> so that's a good lead in to what we're talking about, which is neurodiversity. You call it neuro imbalance. I like to call it neurodiversity because since there's more neurological pathways in our mind than there are stars in the heaven, some of us need to take different roads than others. And, and you know what? Uh, we're, we're not all the same. And, and nobody's expected to be the same or perfect. So, you know, when we talk about neurodiversity or imbalance or issues, uh, it's all we're just part of the same tapestry and we all have different things and that, you know, is going on with us, so. And, and that's great because now it's 2021 and we have an understanding that we're not all the same, but a lot of the people who are our age grew up with a lot of stigma around that. Uh-oh, I'm supposed to be, I'm, my, I have not yet mastered the phone. <laughs> I just beating. put mine in another room. <laughs> well, it's, a, it's an alarm to tell me to be here, so I'm on time. Uh, you know, a lot of stigma. So what we're basically talking about are uh, the, the different levels on the spectrum of autism and epilepsy. Now, the, so many people who have grown up with epilepsy have been made to feel ashamed of that. You know, like there's something wrong with them. They were parented incorrectly. They were born wrong. You know, they, they can't drive. They can't do certain things. They can't be around lights. And, you know, it, it, it feels excluded. Right. So since you're the uh, clinician and I'm the alchemist, we're going to go at the brain. I wish I used to have a, a, like a brain that you could take apart because the brain, you know, it has different hemispheres. Right. Uh, and so different parts of our brain do different things. And people don't really understand how, you know, that gray jello matter really is, you know, all these neurons firing and all these different parts of your head. What does that mean, Elizabeth? <laughs> well, you have different levels of function and different uh, things happening in the brain. And so like if we just think about the front of the brain, your prefrontal cortex, that's where you're going to have your executive functioning and, and kind of like how you show up in the world and think about things. Um, in the back of the brain, your cerebellum, that has to do with your motor functions and your movements and that sort of thing. The midbrain is your emotions and your memory and your hippocampus and your amygdala. Uh, and then how about the blood-brain barrier, right? That is like something encasing the brain and keeping it all safe. And then did you even know that it doesn't have any feeling? Like there's no nerve receptors for anything in the brain. So like when they do brain surgery, once they get in there, uh, it doesn't hurt. No, unless they take a nerve <laughs> and then you might not really feel it until you wake up and can't lift the left side of your face. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's a really great thing, you know, and, and, and some, um, so people who were born, you know, with epilepsy, what, why does that happen? Can you tell us? Well, it's, uh, you know, autism, epilepsy, any of these uh, issues uh, generally have something to do with the endocannabinoid system not working correctly. So when we think about uh, nervous system communication, think about, you know, uh, normally transmission goes from A to B to C to D, and it's one way, but the endocannabinoid system uh, gives us the messages going back uh, and um, provides the feedback. And in some of these 
uh, like just taking epilepsy, um, the wiring is not is not correct, and the endocannabinoid system is not catching things and balancing that out. And why is it not working? Um, it, you know, probably because of genes. Uh, a lot of it is uh, genetics or environmental toxins. You know, when we think about you know causes of epilepsy or autism, a lot of people worry about vaccine vaccines, vaccinations. They worry about um, you know lead and things that might be environmental. Um, and then you just never know. I mean, a lot of these uh, etiology unknown, and that's a fancy word for saying we don't know why it really happens. Uh, it just happens, and we have to manage it. Like all of the other things that we're talking about, uh, as we talk about managing health conditions, it's not whether or not something is good or bad. It's how do we manage it? How do we adjust and cope? Well, so when you're talking about somebody that is created that way at birth, you know, I don't know if uh, a lot of people know, the first thing that we are and we are created is a neuronet. That's the first thing that happens is the nervous system is created, the spinal cord is created, and then the brain is created, and then the body begins to form around that, and the human being begins to shape. So these things are very, very subtle. And, and I just have to say this because there's no science to back it up. And I am sure I am gonna just get a whole bunch of inboxes. There is no proof that vaccines cause autism. No, it just isn't, it's not. So, you know, uh, now vaccines can do some other bad stuff, especially if they're a hot batch and you have allergies to things going on. But there is no science proving that if your kid got a measles shot, it's gonna be uh, having autism or epilepsy. Unless, of course, it already has a neurological firestorm inside of it brewing from the creation of its cells, then something that's a foreign matter like the chemicals in a vaccine and or who knows what can trigger that response and then we're off and running. Mm -hmm. Now, there's different kinds of epilepsy. You know, there's the kind that is at birth. You have, like I have treated, unfortunately, many children that were born with uh, epileptic issues. And then there's the kind that comes when you're older, just out of the blue for no reason. Can you, is that, now that feels to me like more of a, um, a neurological imbalance. Can, it, could that be why that happens? Like something happens like a, an accident, injury, very stressful situation, causes brain chemistry to switch and then boom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, epilepsy can be something that is, you know, something that is, is from birth. It can be something that develops suddenly. It can also be from a head injury. So, a lot of people that have had this. but you know the brain recovers and uh, it regenerates in many ways we have neurogenesis and new brain cells going uh, all the time um, and then just compensatory mechanisms because the brain will find new ways to circuit and, and manage and, and get those functions back as much as possible um, and so you know I don't believe anything is ever really permanent um, you know so uh, as so far as how exactly then, my dear clinician friend, does CBD help uh, mitigate things? With, and there's there's many there's like a varying level of epileptics as well. I mean, like I've treated kids that are having you know 350 seizures an hour, and then there's the epileptic who's just having a seizure once every six to nine months, or you know when they um, are in a, a weirdly lit, lit room. So well, how do yeah. we treat those, that diversity even within that? Mm -hmm. There's, you know, all different kinds of uh, different seizures um, and, you know, what's happening in a seizure, but essentially it's electrical activity in the brain uh, that short circuits. And, you know, when we think about, you know, what's going on and again, going from A, B, C, D, it's supposed to be ordered, or, order, or, order, ordinary, <laughs> it's a complicated word. It has more than one vowel. <laughs> orderly <laughs> orderly so you know and and basically you know somebody uh, think about like um when you are uh 
just communicating uh, that the game telephone where you give a message to the people and you know by the time it gets to the 10th person the message is very different um, that's what's happening in a way with seizures because uh, it should be orderly it should be you know bouncing around and everything's working well but what happens in epilepsy is that the firings get scrambled and the messages get changed and the function changes and so uh, you get these hits and misses where things are like literally not lining up. And when you talk about CBD, how does how does it work when you put CBD in the mouth of a child having a seizure? And, and it just absorbs into the sublingual oral mucosa and the seizures can stop. And why? Um, because when the endocannabinoids are working correctly, when we are at balance and our system is, is flush, uh, we're correcting those imbalances, right? And when the child is not getting uh, the endocannabinoids to work correctly, and you supplement with CBD, a phytocannabinoid, it's literally getting into the bloodstream, traveling to the brain, fixing the errors, and evening it back out. Uh, and that's why uh, CBD can help. Okay, and what about um, people who are taking, who's, uh, are having seizures and they're using drugs like phenobarbital or gabapentin and all of those receptors are kind of getting blocked and the C, is the CBD still going to be effective when they're, when they're doing those kind of beta blockers? Well, it's a little bit different. Um, so when people are taking uh, CBD, hold on a second, I'm, I'm looking for an article because I just found something earlier that I wanted to kind of bring up that was talking about uh, epilepsy and sustained uh, connections uh, in the brain. And um, let me pull this up. Uh, hold on a second. There, it was in, Nor oh, uh, can I share my screen, please? Please share um, your screen, Elizabeth. We'd love to see what you'd like to show us. Mm -hmm. And then make sure to get the link dropped in the feed. Yes, I will. So yes, it was a study that just came up in normal. Um, and let me put that in the chat. Here's the chat. Okay. So, uh, and essentially, you know, what they found is that you know, when we think about, you know, the CBD evening things out, maybe it's fixing that hitch today. Uh, but what we're finding is these kids that are having the 300 seizures a week, um, as they are taking Epidiolex, and Epidiolex, by the way, is CBD. It's an isolated form of CBD. So it is made from whole plant oil, though. So it's not an isolate of CBD, uh, but it is a whole plant uh, CBD medicine that's about 99% CBD. And what they're finding- Just to drop in, that is what we make over here at Firebird. Mm -hmm. that, is, that is what our isolate is, exactly what you said. Yes. And uh, what I uh, love about this trial that shows is that it's not one and done. You can't fix something and have it just go away. You need to have continuous uh, cumulative dosing of the CBD to really not just fix the errors today, but to help repair things down the road so that efficacy improves the longer you're on it. And this is a good guide for all things CBD. When, when I'm talking about my shoulder inflammation, which is how I got in here in the first place, you know, taking that one or two doses was maybe uh, helpful. But when I had my hundredth dose, then I started to really notice how amazing this uh, medicine is. And what they're showing here is that in a two-year period uh, in um, uh, this study, that the efficacy of, of the epidiolex improved the longer the subjects took it. So 50% uh, of the, the seizure reduction was achieved at 44% at month one, 41% at a year, and 61% uh, reduction at year two. So uh, as we're uh, continuously dosing the CBD, it's- So let's stop, wait, I want to tease this apart right here for a minute, okay? So notice, this is a conversation that I have with people all the time. I like to say that cannabis is the more you use it, the less you need it. And these numbers are kind of proving this right here. So as you see, the first month you have a 44% reduction in seizure activity. That, that doesn't sound like a lot, but it's, it's astronomical if you're having multiple seizures a day. To reduce that to by 44% is astronomical. And then notice it is only going, it's only going up a tiny little bit in that first year. And then the second year, because it's really been able to feed in the receptors, it makes this huge jump to 61%. And then between one and two years, it's 71%.
So it's almost a complete restoration of the nervous system over the course of less than three years. Now, opposed to doing something that's a beta blocker that they give people for, um, you know, epilepsy and things like this, which is, you know, actually destroying the body. It's not repairing it. It's doing things like, you know, harming the liver and the kidney function and the other systems of the body. It's also weakening the immune system and making the brain not as plastic, not as able to be neurodiverse, as we are saying. So please, people who are treating your children, especially if you think you can go to the store and buy a CBD gummy for your child that is you know, experiencing seizures from epilepsy and other things, and you give them one gummy and you don't have this miraculous experience, please understand that this is a plant. It is homeopathy. It must get into your body, fill up your receptors, and then really begin to do it magic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we look at, you know, what people are normally doing with epilepsy, you know, what are they doing? They're, first of all, taking polypharmacy. This is, you know, what defined as, you know, multiple medications, generally five or more. Uh, a lot of these kids are on a lot of these uh, different drugs. And they're anticonvulsants and they're sedatives and they're uh, dulling the nervous system. They're, they're not necessarily fixing the wiring like CBD can because over time what CBD is doing is, is correcting the messages. Whereas the pharmaceuticals, uh, they're just drugging them and trying to tap down that nervous system so that the electrical firing uh, is not quite so misguided um, and, and so troublesome. But when you tap that down, it's sort of like when you're suppressing your emotions and you're trying to get rid of pain, well, you also get rid of joy because, you know, that's what happens. And, you know, it's, uh, it's, and, it's and you crazy. can't put the pressure cooker on anything and not expect it to blow. Mm. So what ultimately happens with, with these situations is that they can damper down those seizures in these kids for a, mo- for a bit of time. Mm. And then they spin back around with more velocity more often at a, at a higher vibrational rate. Yeah. So you're not helping your child if you're just using pharmaceuticals. Mm-hmm. So, and then you know. how about diets? So keto and Atkins diets. So taking away carbs, taking away uh, sugars are also a good way to try and regulate things, trying to get the body into ketosis. Because your brain needs to eat. Mm-hmm. Fat. It needs energy. It needs fat. Your brain needs fat. Your, your, your brain is a, a, a glutton. What is it? It's a, like a gelatin. You know, it's a glutinous blob. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And so good, healthy fats help. And so that's, you know, the idea behind the diets, but those diets are hard to maintain, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you've ever tried to not eat any kind of carbs at all. Um, even fruits, uh, yeah. you know, it's, uh, it's, it's hard. Um, and then, you know, when you think about uh, DBS, so deep brain stimulation, vagal nerve stimulation, some of these surgeries, um, literally like Frankenstein stuff, it is something that should be the last resort, but a lot of people are trying it because imagine having, you know, a couple hundred seizures a day or several hundred a week. But when we think about CBD, so Dustin Sulak and Bonnie Goldstein did a study a couple of years ago, and they saw that whole plant formulations uh, were really efficacious with these kids that were having all these studies. A lot of them, 670 kids were studied. They were on five to 10 pharmaceuticals, so a lot of drugs previously, and they saw a 50% reduction uh, on the CBD, 70% reduction in six months, and 10% became seizure-free. So this speaks a lot. And then not only just thinking about the actual seizure, but think about all of the other ramifications of that seizure and the damage from having those repeated seizures that you're doing when, you know, a child or an adult uh, is kind of thrashing around. Um, it's, it's doing a lot of damage. So CBD can help minimize the amount of seizures, the intensity of the seizures, the frequency of the seizures, and give people somewhat of a life back. It's science. Yeah. I love that. I love that it's science. Having treated, unfortunately, hundreds of children and adults with epilepsy, it is phenomenal. And uh, I've seen the best with the whole plant, with the minimal amounts of THC and the high amounts of tea of CBD. And, you know, it's just been some amazing stuff. So epilepsy is something that can just 
onto your life and or you're born with it, but no matter what, CBD is always gonna help restore the neuro net, your, 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 like one of the things I really love about uh, cannabinoid, cannabidiol is that it literally, and it's the only thing on the planet that does this, and it's the constant amazing thing for me, is it literally regrows the myelin sheath of the nerve. And if people, if you don't know people, nerves are, um, nerves are like wild, are wild, are, are like wires, and then they are encased in like a sheath kind of like my stethoscope, right? So when um, the nerve is frayed, this part, the myelin sheath is, is what's frayed. And then the nerves are like, just like tentacles, like, oh, like out there in the world, like just flailing. And if you think about an uh, electrical cord that was just flailing around your kitchen floor, you'd be freaking out that, oh no, I'm gonna like get like electrocuted or something. Well, that's what's happening inside of the brain when we're having seizures and things like that. So to be able to have a natural plant-based alternative that literally restores the myelin sheath is why this stuff works so well. Mm -hmm. Right, we just sold, did we sell y'all on CBD for epilepsy? Because honestly, <laughs> I cannot tell you, I cannot like preach this enough, the, how, how the, just the difference in, in people's lives it makes. Like imme immediately, their children are in a better place and they're in a better place. Well, and it's correcting the imbalance. And if we're, if we're to, you know, take this up a level back into the science, you know, we have to talk about excitatory and inhibitory. So what's excitatory? That's glutamate. Glutamate wires you up. Glutamate is like energizing. It's like, whoo. It, it's like when you're firing on all cylinders, you might be running on a high glutamate level, right? And then GABA is the other thing. That's what calms you down. That's what is the inhibitory uh, and makes you feel nice and relaxed and uh, focused and just chill, right? And so GABA and glutamate, they're always battling. And what happens in the seizures is glutamate's winning. What happens when we try and put the drugs in, the GABA is winning. And so it's a constant push-pull. But what CBD does is it gets in there and it regulates the uh, signaling in the first place so you don't have uh, this constant imbalance of excitement. It, it calms down the speedball of your brain, basically, because that's exactly what, like, you know, cocaine and heroin do as well. And they create this awful speed bump. I know that's really not a good analogy, but I am from the 80s. So every now and then it all just comes back down to drugs for me. Okay, just know that. Uh, okay. And I'm sure cocaine would actually really wire you up. Um, yeah, well, actually, it was very calming for me because of that GABA glutamate thing. You know, oftentimes the opposite thing is what will bring you down. So let's let's use that as a segue into my next favorite topic and my favorite population of people, those that we give that label autistic to. Now, I think that these are the smartest, most creative people in the, on the planet. They're often misdiagnosed with ADHD and ADD. And, um, you know, my dear friend here for sure is on some kind of spectrum. And so am I for sure. And what that means is that we are able to see the wholeness of the circle. All right. Where a lot of people are, are really mono minded. They have that, that executive function where they can, you know, they, they see one pathway, they see how to do it, how to complete it. You know, a lot of people who are on this spectrum that we use for brilliant people who we just don't understand, and then we label them, uh, are have the ability to see 360 degrees around the circle of their mind, come up with multiple reasons why something will or won't work, and that throws them into a quandary of what do I do? You know, there's there's 15 choices I can make that are all going to have outcomes that are serve me or not serve me how that executive function is not so narrow-minded in um, autistic people on the spectrum. And you know, the, the more on the spectrum you are, oftentimes the more smarter you are because you're understanding life in a much different context than the average bear. So this is really uncomfortable when you're a child and you cannot fit in, belong and conform into the confines of your school, your family, your friends, your church, whatever. And these parents often reach out to me and what they want the most is to calm their child, to shut their kid up, to get their kid to sit down, be quiet and just go with the flow. So how do we help? You know, I always say it's not your child that needs the product, it's you. Because imagine how horrible it is for your child whose brain is moving at light speed 
to have to slow down so you can integrate the intelligence and natural beauty that just speaks forth from its mouth. Well, and, and part of that, I mean, just think about the way we live in such a modern society. It's so fast paced and we do need to all conform. We all need to get in line. We all need to behave. We all need to like not stand out in any way, shape or form. Well, I, I mean, maybe in your you know chi Chinese totalitarian environment, but over here in America, Elizabeth, I still think that individuality counts. You know, we all want to stand out. I don't want to see a homogenized society. Do you? <laughs> no. Yes. Elizabeth's like, yes, I want everyone picking up their trash. I want everyone parking their cars correctly. <laughs> right, like Singapore. You have to, you have to like get in line and nobody can be uh, divergent at all. But that, you know, when we talk about autism, we have to talk about the spectrum because, you know, you have people like me that I know are, are a little special that, that might be able to see that 360, but then you have people that are nonverbal, you have a lot of other issues that are going on in autism. And, you know, if I just go back to, to here, you know, what is autism? I mean, I think it is pure and simple an endocannabinoid deficiency, uh, and it has a roots in genetic causes but also creating these imbalances mainly in the gut, the brain, and the immune system. And so that's the perfect trifecta. When we think about the gut, that is our second brain. Uh, some people even call it the first, but the, uh, the neural networks and the enteric nervous system, uh, and then the immune systems, which is constantly an inflammatory cycle, right? So neuroinflammation, gut inflammation, immune inflammation, uh, these kids are suffering and a lot of them aren't even able to communicate what's going on with them. I had a new consult yesterday with another boy uh, who's nonverbal, 18 years old, uh, very aggressive at this point. And, you know, uh, and, and they, they know when they, they don't do or do not have CBD and trying different formulations. It's like, what is going to be, you know, uh, the, uh, the sweet spot to manage this body mind spirit because it's all of them right and if the ECS is the motherboard between all of the interactions in our body of all of the different systems and you know our 11 other body systems we have to get you know the immune the neurological and the digestive systems uh, really lined up and so you know what we're looking at with respect to autism is like what can we use when and I always tell parents they need a toolkit because Think about the different onset and duration of a tincture, right? And we're and mainly I'm talking about tinctures because that's how we, you know, can give these cannabis medicines to kids. Um, but so you have tinctures that are going to help calm. You have tinctures that are going to lift, right? So calm down, lift up, uh, because moods are are sometimes unbalanced and and unstable. Uh, and depending on sort of where that kid is leaning, do we want to you know inspire them to get some energy? Uh, or do we want to calm them down? And some kids, uh, you have to, um, you know, really go sort of hour by hour on this, although they do have, you know, uh, ways that they, they normally are functioning. And so, you know, parents, again, they just need to figure out what the toolkit needs to be. Yes, and I think it's really important that you brought up the gut health part. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of times kids are complaining about, like they're complaining, that's why they're acting out, that's why they're hostile, that's why they're hitting people, that's why they're hitting themselves, is they don't have the tools to say, my stomach hurts, or, you know, or they can appear to be very picky eaters, and part of the reasons why they're such picky eaters is because they are, they, because they, they are very intuitive themselves, and they have an understanding will and will not function in their body. So I agree with you. I like to get my um, kids on the spectrum. I like their parents to take gum with them to up the ante if they're in a situation and to also be mindful of where you're bringing your child. You know, if you know what the, the triggers are for your child uh, and you're going to put them in that environment, like if they don't like loud noises and lots of people, and then you guys are going to Disneyland, you know, help your child out before you get there because there is a period of time where this stuff takes to break the blood brain barrier. You have to use it more than once. If you have a kid, I was just reading this thing today about pandas. Are you familiar with pandas, um, Elizabeth? Mm -hmm. um, I don't know where you went. Where did you go? I lost I'm you. Here. I'm okay. here. 
There you are. Okay, all right. All of a sudden, you were like just nothing. Um, and uh, the article I was reading was talking about how it's a staph infection. You know, it's an infection in the brain, and then you know, it's grow out of it. Well, you know, I've spoken to over a hundred parents, and not one of them has ever made that mention to me. And I wonder how many of them are educated that way through their their own physicians. You know. Well, you know, I mean, it, a lot of medicine, if they can't fix it, they don't know how to talk about it, right? So Correct. It, it, it's like you, you can diagnose and you have labs and imaging, but a brain infection you can't necessarily see unless, right. you know, it's, you know, something that's just rampant and, and it's, you know, really causing encephalitis and, you know, staph infection that you can, you know, really test for. But uh, a lot of these kids, you know, it might have been something that was just under the radar and never really got truly picked up, but it's causing, you know, downstream issues that just don't go away. And then, you know, then they're like, and it's, it's nuanced, right? So they're like telling the kid it's just all behavioral. And right. Maybe the right. parents, there's something wrong with you too. Um, yeah. Yes, the parents as well. You know, I really feel for my parents. So, so how do you, um, how do you as a clinician, help parents who come in and um, you know have these issues where they've just all they've been is with allopathic medicine. They've never even stepped over to a plant-based anything at all, and they've got you know nine-year-old on twelve different drugs. You know, how do you encourage them? How do you get them to work within all of that? and maybe be able to integrate that? Well, you know, I, I always like to start off saying that, you know, what we want to do is calm down inflammation. And like, if you could start there with cannabis, you could, you know, have a lot of conversations. The first thing we got to do is tone down inflammation in the whole body, in the gut, in the brain, in the immune system, especially with these kinds of conditions. Uh, and then you talk to them about, this is something that is going to help over time. And we might be able to come down off of one of those nine medicines over time and, and having adjustments on dosing, but let's start this uh, at a very slow pace. So we just start with some CBD, some good whole plant CBD, uh, and then just slowly ramp up on that and then see what kind of efficacy we have. And the other good thing about uh, CBD that I can explain to parents is that it's not, all, it's not like a pharmaceutical just going into one receptor that's gonna do a job. No, it's going to do that uh, as far as being anti-inflammatory and lessening some of the neuroinflammation, maybe balancing out that GABA glutamate uh, difference, uh, but then also uh, helping the emotions, right? Uh, helping to stimulate and activate dopamine, uh, serotonin, uh, norepinephrine, some of the other neurotransmitters we need to get going uh, and to get balanced out to really help with mood, right? So we're helping the inflammation in the brain and the gut and then helping the mood. Uh, and, you know, uh, as we talked about before, CBD can uh, activate serotonin. And so what has, what's the uh, uh, benefit of that? Uh, that gives anti-anxiety effects, right? And a lot of these kids are very anxious. So if we can uh, calm down the inflammation, we can calm down the anxiety, and then maybe some of that serotonin is going to also lift mood. Uh, give them a few more smiles, a little bit more energy. Right. Now you've got them a little bit more cooperative. And guess what? Everybody gets a better day. Right. Yeah. I like to say that um, uh, CBD provides space in the brain. That, that, that what it really does for, um, these, for people who are on the spectrum is that it provides space in the brain. It's the easiest way for me to communicate what you just said with all of those fabulous science words is that it just by reducing the inflammation and helping that the gut have some more, you know, healthy productivity that way and then create that serotonin response you're just happier and if you're happier you don't necessarily want to hit your sister and then the other thing about you know kids that are on the spectrum there's some weird light that's coming to my face um the, the other thing about these kids is that um you know they have their own language and they they have their their own their own comfort tools and in my experience of you know working with hundreds of kids on the spectrum they they all have a niche that they really really go towards that helps them calm down and communicate with the outside world and um i've seen it a lot uh, you know a lot more challenging for the parents to really 
be able to understand this niche. Like I had one client who her, her son was all about dinosaurs and in their house, they had something like 2000 dinosaur figures. Can you imagine? She had just let him take over the whole like, you know, 2300 square foot house with little plastic dinosaurs. Um, and, you know, not only getting him to, to use the CBD every single day and then, you know, fire kitty at night for sleeping, but to work with him in a way that he could herd his dinosaurs into one particular room by giving him, you know, uh, the lead and the extending that, oh, hey, the labor room isn't safe for the dinosaurs anymore because the sunlight can hurt them to engage him in story. And it took them about three months, but they managed to get all of those dinosaurs into the rec room and now her house plastic dinosaur free. And that sounds like it's not a big story, if you haven't lived with thousands of plastic dinosaurs, then you don't know the pain. <laughs> but you know what, like else that, that's jumping into my mind is that, you know, as we're calming uh, the brain, calming the gut, improving the communication in the body, uh, lifting uh, mood, calming anxiety, that's also getting rid of some impulsivity and uh, to helping to, to, to allow for something different, for uh, allowing that new thought that maybe uh, they don't need to all be in one place. Right, and then the space in the brain, the space in the brain. Like now, now all of that is kind of calmed down. I, I, the, the dinosaurs, you know, example, are just like the safety net for the child. So as, as that anxiety goes down and that space is created, then that person can begin to understand, well, I don't need 2,000 dinosaurs, I only need 200 or I only need five because I'm beginning to feel safe in my body. So, you know, a shout out to all the parents of these children because it is in no way do I do not want to diminish what it's like to have a child that doesn't sleep for years. You know, like I have calls from parents, my child is seven, he hasn't slept for more than two and a half hours since he's been born. I just want to put my head in this oven if they tell me that. I'm just like, are you kidding me? What do you do with that? So um, moms and dads, you know, cannabidiol is going to work for you too. Like get your whole family hepped up on some CBD. Everybody has not had enough sleep. Everyone is on edge. Everyone feels like they're not doing enough. Everybody feels like they did something wrong if they don't have a perfect child. And like Elizabeth said in the beginning of the conversation, there's no such thing. You know, perfection is imperfection. And it is the diversity of our nervous system that makes us individuals. And if we're if that is allowed to be nurtured in our life, then we we create autonomous individuals who are authentic in who they are and no matter spectrum they're on, no matter whether they need everything lined up in a row or they need it spread to all four corners of the room, there is an emotional plasticity that comes with it as well, where we're able to be accepting and giving of others. And I think it's really important that that is that we just acknowledge that whether you're on the spectrum, you have autism, there's nothing wrong with you except for life is intense. You know, I recently had an experience this week where I lost a, a family member um, to uh, an inconceivable like reality. And, you know, they had, a, they had a brain aneurysm and they were brain dead immediately. And I was put in the position less than this was, this happened after our last show actually last week. And I, I had to make the decision to unplug my stir. And I was, you can just imagine how upsetting that was for anybody anywhere. And I was sitting in my office, unable to get a hold of myself, knowing I had to drive 45 minutes to where she was at, and then be able to communicate in a way that I could take care of her. If it was not for cannabidiol in that moment, I don't think I would have been able to do the other three steps because my nervous system was absolutely just lit up, just lit up. And there was, there was no one with me and there was no way for me to get myself back into myself and my grounding checked. And I was so grateful and I really saw because you know, I've been, I've been with weed my whole life, you know, I come from a cannabis family, I'm generations in this stuff, but this was the first time where I had a personal experience that was so far outside of myself that I didn't know how to bring myself back in. Like I couldn't, I, I couldn't tell myself 
to get my shit together to go do this because there was just nothing happening. So I used some of the FECO, which is the fully extracted CBD concentrate. And, you know, I use this vape, has a tiny little bit of THC because I still had to drive. I still had to be functioning. I could not be checked out. And it calmed me down to where I was able to drive to the hospital, have those horrible conversations. That doesn't mean that I wasn't crying, that I wasn't a mess, but I was able to not get in a car accident, not, you know, shake violently. And, and you know, it happened by taking the product immediately, like literally immediately, I was much better and I was able to, to move through that, that terrible experience. So I'm sharing that because there are people who live at that level all the time, even though it's not because of a loved one dying, it's because they're just that much of a mess inside of their neurological system. They're that far out of balance because of what they experienced when they were growing up, because of accidents, because of just not having a deeper understanding or ever feeling like they were reflected in a loving way. And to see the power of this medicine immediately transform me in that situation, I'm like testament for life for life. So um, I'm really passionate about kids. You know, those who know me know I have a bunch of them. I've raised not only my own, but many others. Um, and, uh, you know, we all deserve a fair shot and we can't make parents responsible for anything. Once we grow up, we have to assume authority, responsibility for ourselves, become functioning human beings, no matter what hell hole you came out of, you know. Uh, and cannabidiol, I think, is one of the ways to really lead that in the most beautiful way. Like to, to heal our brain, not only our brain, but our whole entire body because it heals our nervous system. And in healing our nerve system, it heals everything else about us because again, the first thing that we are is a neurological system. Amen. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, uh, thank you for telling your story and sharing and being open. It's, um, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that happened. It's just unimaginable to lose your sister like that. It's just hard, but you know, that CBD, that cannabidiol, it is, you know, a soothsayer in so many different ways. Yeah. It, it mops up not only the body, gave you the neurological calming that you needed to be present and to be grounded and to function, but it also gave you that open space to say, okay, what do I need to take in? Uh, what do I need to do with this? How do I process it? And then, you know, some of the studies uh, when it comes to PTSD, and living through trauma and living through uh, stories where it is really hard to uh, get the wherewithal of, of what you to, to even do next, CBD can help bring that back uh, into balance so that you can have a better tomorrow. It's not like you don't remember what happened, but it doesn't have the same kind of negativity drawing on you going forward. It's going to be a loss for right. a while. Right, yeah, not like I'm not like I'm not a week later, like, oh yeah, it's all good, man, I'm happening. And you also, my dear friend, have experienced the great tragedy that was unthinkable and, and couldn't happen. And you didn't have CBT at that time. So it took, it, I know it took you a little longer. So if we could, like I, we always say in these shows that uh, my, my gal pal, Emac and I are here to teach you guys how to be fishermen. You know, we wanna give you bait. We wanna give you uh, poles. We want you to get out there and find your truths. And the reason why we can do that and the reason why we're so passionate about this because of our life experience, you know, hers in traditional medicine and mine in uh, homeopathy and, and non-allopathics, natural medicines, we have seen that there's a lot of misinformation. And a lot of you guys are just misled. You're just misled. And, you know, so, and, and you believe it if you see it on, don't, don't believe anything we say, please research what we say, you know, find your own personal, but there's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with you. You did nothing wrong as a parent. You did nothing wrong with you gave birth to a baby with neurological issues. These are just anomalies. Cells are just anomalies. They don't have, there's no, there really is no, I have an uncle who used to say that life has no meaning except for that which we assign to it. And I truly believe that, that the more we assign joy, love, peace, the greater life we have. And it's so much easier for us because as human beings, as a science, we are designed to be unhappy. <laughs> we are designed to look for the darkness. And it is our journey from our spirit to our soul as we grow up to find light, 
to learn about gratitude, to become grateful for all of our experiences, good, bad, ugly, beautiful. You know, even the guy that broke up with you, he's awesome because he gave you a gift. So there's nothing in your life that's happening that's not bringing you to the next highest place of yourself. Well, that uh, good, good point. And I love the idea of everything is a gift. So even if there's, you know, an issue with one system and you've got gifts in others, you've got different ways to prophecy and teach people and to be a light and to, to, to get help on, on one thing and to give help on another. So, you know, I, I was kind of joking that we all need to toe the line and be the same and conform, but we don't. Uh, when we look at the tapestry of human life, uh, we have issues, you know, uh, it, it goes back to why do good things happen? To, uh, why do bad things happen to good people? Right. Why do, why is there ever an imbalance in, in anything? Why does somebody get, you know, uh, something wrong and at cancer at, at, at five years old? Um, you know, it's, we have to live and love and support each other through these journeys. And it's through that give and take uh, of understanding that we create resilience, right? And resilience is, you know, the name of the game, if, if we can get out of this life being resilient and having our body, mind, spirit be whole as much as possible, living up to our own integrity and authenticity, not the benchmarks other people are giving us, then we've done the right thing, uh, you know, regardless of, of how it looks. Oh, and that's, that's just it, you know, uh, be kind and gentle. To people. So um, Emac and I are going to be, uh, this is what we did. We did a, what do we do? Four of these? Are there four or five? How many do we do? I don't even know. Uh, six. Six. Wow. Thank you. The, our girl behind the scenes, Haley, who you don't know, <laughs> is keeping track of what we're up to. So thank you. Um, we are going to, Emac has got some big major changes that she's going to have to really be neuroflexible with. And, you know, as she's moving her, her location and her, her life. And obviously I have a lot on my plate. So we're going to rest this for a while. And we hope that the six episodes that we did, that we did for you, that y'all share them that you listen to them again there's a tremendous amount deep dive into them make sure you reach out to elizabeth at holisticcaring.com that you check out her um her program i have her book somewhere else you know if you want to be a cannabis health coach or, and you start your own business you're really passionate about this medicine you know the the program that she wrote her mentorship there's nothing there's nothing else available but her you know, all the other ones are like, ah, whatever, you know, and we are here for you at Firebird Touch Therapy. If we can help you in any way with any of these issues, I have 30 years, you know, as a practitioner. So one thing that we don't have for you is pity. So it doesn't matter what you, what you are going through. There is no reason for pity. It is just process. Do not feel bad or sorry for yourself. These are all gifts, awesome ways for you to learn, to stretch for your personal excellence. And, you know, and be kind to each other. And if you have a kid that you can't stand because he's a handful, you know, it's okay. It's all right to acknowledge that your child is, is, is too much for you to handle and you need a little help. And then in doing that, in the owning of that, there's some room for growth because you acknowledge that you need some help. And ask for help. Always speak up and ask for what you need because that is a part of your soul lesson as well. Right. We all think that, you know, we have to have this image of perfection. We have to all be, you know, just everything just right and buttoned up. That's not at all the truth. When you think about, you know, the lessons that we learn in life, just think about the last year in COVID and all of the things that were taken from us. Uh, and, and now we're trying to get it back and find a sense of normalcy. But hopefully we regroup with an attitude of love and acceptance and peace and openness and understanding. Um, I don't know politically there, you know, we still have these different camps, but I do hope and pray for unity. Uh, and, you know, if we can get uh, cannabis and, and everything descheduled, CBDs all- Oh my gosh, just think about it. The Senate and the House were like token it up. We would have right. a much better country. <laughs> but even if everybody in the Senate and the House used CBD, can you imagine just what that would do if they were all on your, your Buddha blend CBD? And right. everybody was balanced and, and they're like, oh, I don't need to argue right now. I, right. I feel pretty good. Yeah, we're not going to get anywhere if we argue. 
You know, you're not. I promise you, you will get nowhere if you argue, but you will get all the way across the block and around the street if you can just open your ears and your heart and listen to the other person. You don't have to agree with them. You don't. But you have to make the space to hear what they have to say. And that is truly what has made America so great, you know, is the fact that we we do have multiple we do allow multiple things, you know, multiple viewing points, multiple radio stations. You ever been to the grocery store and tried to buy garbage cereal? There's like 700. Oh, also on that note, if you have a child that's on the spectrum and having issues, stay out of the center of the grocery store. Just don't buy anything in the center. Just stay on the sides where the meat and the vegetables are. Okay, stay out of the center, stay away from the snack food. If it's got a dye in it or uh, something that you cannot say, do not give it to your child. Just, yeah, processed foods. If we could eliminate processed foods, like what I just had for lunch, lettuce, uh, spinach, red peppers, yellow peppers, green peppers, lentils, and a tomato. That's yeah, like, but that you're so healthy. You know, me, I had, um, uh, well, I'm not going to tell you what I had because it was pretty vile and I don't want you eating it. <laughs> I want to feel good and it's my responsibility exactly. to feel exactly. good. So. Yeah, because this is the machine. You know, when, when you put garbage in, you can't put, if you put sugar in your gas tank of your car, you're going to destroy your engine, right? So why would you put sugar in the gas tank of your vehicle? Your body. And I, 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 every, every night I do like my two glasses of red wine. So that is like my sugar. <laughs> but the rest go. of the day I'm good. All right. Well, it doesn't seem like any of you had any real um, questions. questions. So we really appreciate you again to share. Elizabeth Mack is found at holisticcaring.com. Lots of awesome programs, lots of help for you if you want to be a professional or you're just somebody who is suffering with some uh, uh, different. Ill, I hate the word illness, you know. Well, yeah, but you, all of these different conditions. And if you go to yeah. holisticcaring.com and you look at the patient programs and services, that's A, where you can find all of my other right, The imbalances. I love that you use the word imbalance because yeah. there's nothing wrong with you. You are not, ill means lacking light. So you are not lacking light. As long as you are breathing air, you are filled with light, but you may be a little unbalanced. So let us help you bring it into balance. And uh, I am launching my autism and epilepsy program next week. So uh, next oh, week or, or the week after, that one will be launched. And so I have cancer, chronic pain, uh, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, MS, holistic uh, wellness, uh, mental health conditions like anxiety, depression, PTSD, psychosis, insomnia. Uh, and then autism will be launched in a week or so. so and such uh, an awesome face, for sure. You have a very awesome face. I believe anything you tell me. Okay. All right, everyone. We appreciate you. Love you. Make sure to uh, don't believe anything you're told. Question everything. And definitely do not get your information from Facebook. Yay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you. God bless.